I'm Asan and welcome to 9320's FA Cup semi-final preview featuring myself and of course the legendary Mr. Howard Hawking. Welcome Howard. Thank you, pleasure to be here. How are we? Uh, not bad, thank you. Not yeah. bad. Just on our first agenda show, so it's good fun, wasn't it? I like I like doing those agenda shows. They're yeah. they're they're definitely good fun. I feel like a weight is always lifted when you finish <laughs> yeah. them. Weirdly, you know, cathartic is it, sir? Absolutely. Um, so yeah, look, um, we play Arsenal in the semi final this weekend at Wembley, and uh, I thought it'd be interesting. I think it's a weird. I think going into this game. We're both in a weird place, Arsenal and City. I think Arsenal are in a much weirder place yeah. because of what's going on with Wenger. But I think because of the season that we've had, I'm not saying that that getting to the semi-final isn't an achievement. But I think it feels a bit anticlimactic, uh, particularly because it's just a semi-final. I think, of course, once we get to the final... Then, then you're there. But I think for the moment, certainly for me, it feels a little bit anticlimactic. Um, having said that, the game still needs to be played. So I thought it would be interesting just to have a little chat about, yeah, just team selections, how you think it will unfold, what you think is going to happen, what you think it means for both of, the, both of the managers, that sort of stuff. So just to begin with, Howard, like going into the game, are you confident? How are you feeling about it? Yeah, the, I am confident. As you say, we're not. Neither team is firing on all cylinders. So, uh, before the draw, it was a case of, well, it doesn't really matter who we get. We're going to get one of the, you know, the, the big five teams, top six teams in the league. So they're all the same. But I was kind of glad we got Arsenal because you just feel they're not quite at, you know, at the level, and it, they've got worse since then. So there's almost a small complacency. Not that I think we're just going to go there and turn them over. But if truth be told, you know, if it was a neutral, I think you'd expect City to win this match. Mm. Uh, as we've not been firing on all cylinders, we've not been playing badly either. Uh, I think we both watched Starsler against Middlesbrough, uh, was it on Monday now? Yeah. But they were really average. Uh, you just don't know from a Wembley game, do you, uh, who turns up and who doesn't. Well, look, look. But, but I've, I've been, yeah, they've, been playing, they've been playing poorly for weeks now. Let me uh, ask obviously, you this. obviously, they've got a lot hanging over them with Venka. Uh, they just don't seem that fired up. So I hope that continues. Is that is is all everything that you've just said? Is that potentially a big risk for City? Because is there potential? Is there the potential that no matter how prepared tactically we are, that in the back of the players' minds, they'll back, they'll be that thing of oh, these are there for the taking, and. Um, at the same time, from an Arsenal perspective, they'll be going, well, they expect us to be there for the taking. I, I guess what I'm trying to say is that, is there a risk, not not necessarily of like direct complacency, but almost indirect complacency in that you maybe don't, what you expect is not what you get when you turn up there on the day that Arsenal turn up and play like the Arsenal of old, so to speak, which they're more than capable of doing because it's not like, you know, it's not like they've had the type of appalling season that, that Chelsea had under Mourinho where where you kind of look at them and go, they, this team, the arse has completely fallen out of it. Arsenal have put in some excellent performances and, and had some big wins. So, so yeah, is there, a, is there a risk within this, do you think, that... Um, w- uh, there probably is, but I would, I would hate to think that players would really be complacent of 
I think that would be a problem more if we were playing like Wigan again or a team yeah, right at the bottom. Mm. That's when I think complaint, yeah, like, oh, we're so much better than them. I'd be really disappointed if the players really come into this game being complacent against an Arsenal side because at the end of the day, they're still packed full of very good players. So there's always a chance of that. If they, you know, I expect the fans to maybe be confident and there's nothing wrong with them being confident, but yeah. there, really, there really should be no no change in their attitude or how they play. Okay. Should, that should be the same, irrelevant of whether it was Chelsea, Spurs or Arsenal. So. Okay. Why do you think they'd be complacent? Or? I, I, this City side have let me down so many times yeah. in terms of complacency in, in moments that were... I mean, mate, look at the look at the second half against, against Arsenal in the league a few weeks back where... Yeah. You, Ultimately, that game's there for the taking. Chelsea have dropped points. We play Chelsea in midweek. If we beat Arsenal, there is our season's back on again, and we and we come out in that second half like like it just doesn't matter. It's like it's like it was a friendly, it was pathetic. So so yeah. So I I I definitely have that as a fear. Uh, look, I want to talk about team selection, but I, I, I kind of want to do it piecemeal. I want to begin by you telling me what your ideal back five will be. Your Guardiola, what's your back what's your goalkeeper and your back four for, right. for uh, Caballero. Central Defenders Company and Stones. Uh left back is cliche because let's face it, he's the only one we've got it seems. Hmm. Uh, right back again I presume Sanya's injured. I think at be tempted to stick with. I mean, I don't know what's happening with Zabaleta, uh, so I can't. T- basically, I'm I'm going for Navas at right back because he's played against he's played against Arsenal at right back anyway, and he's into his what fourth game now there. Well. So yeah, uh, I'd go Caballero, Navas, Clichy, and Stones company. Okay, and in terms of so for me within that, you think he'll pick Vincent? Yeah. Okay. I think so, yeah. I think last two games will have just shifted, you know, given him the confidence to play him. Okay. And you are going with Caballero on the basis that the keepers are going to rotate for the cup competitions and because Bravo's been playing in the league, Caballero gets the cup. Yeah. And there's no argument for Caballero. I do like him more as a goalkeeper, but we've covered that. So Yeah. But, but there isn't there isn't an argument that Caballero's out of contract, about to leave, Bravo will be here next season. It's you know, it's time that that Guardiola basically shows faith in Bravo and lets everybody, including the supporters, know this guy's gonna be here next season. Now it's cup semi final, he should play the the keeper he thinks will do the best job. So he I picked- think- which which may be Bravo, but I think it's Caballero. There's no time to be sending messages out. It's a but he picked. Didn't he pick? Didn't wasn't Bravo's? When did Bravo get back in the side? Well, he's, he played at Huddersfield, didn't he? So no, but in the Premier League, when's it, when was what was the game that he gets back in the side? Oh, I don't know. Uh, was it was the, was it not the Arsenal game that he's that he's come back in? No. It was probably Hull once. That's right. I'm sorry he did come back in at, at Hull in the league. Um, Just less of a, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Which you could argue is, well, it's Hull. We should score loads of goals. It should okay. be a problem. 
I'm going to slightly disagree with that. I, I agree with you back four. I think that um, I think that it will be company stones and and cliche and Navas. Uh, but in terms of the keeper, I think he's going to go with Bravo. And it's for that reason that I've just said, I think that it's become pretty apparent in the last sort of 48 hours that Bravo's going nowhere this summer. Yeah, uh, oh, that's true, yeah. And he's got no intention of, of, of going anywhere. And if that is the case, and Caballero is out of contract, I don't think that... Personally, it's one of those, right? Look, it's it's hard to make the call because it's like, for me, if Bravo's staying, then I think Bravo should play because I'm just like, in that case, like Bravo needs to figure out whatever his issues are and get better because he was yeah. a top goalkeeper before he came here. He's had a terrible first season with us, but he's got to come through the other side of that if he intends to stay at the club. And I just feel as though in terms of making that selection a big day, big game at Wembley, fine, you can argue, argue that, well, yeah, but Caballero's a better shot stopper. Yeah, okay, fine. But ultimately, Caballero ain't going to be here next season and Bravo is. And Bravo will be called upon at some point if he's going to be here next season. And he has to be better than he was last season. So I guess for me, I feel as though that's the call that's got to be made. I think it's got to be Bravo. And actually, while I'm talking to you, I've become even more sure yeah, yeah. in my thinking. Well, yeah. Here's a question. Uh, if it's 119th minute and we're level, would you uh, would you be a manager who subs Caballero? On? 100%. 100 percent yeah. for the for the penalty shootout caballero's yeah. proven himself to be an expert at saving penalties so absolutely goes without you know saying what? you know what i think in titri we get an extra sub in extra time anyway so oh. that's off the quarter finals i'm out did i remember that correctly uh, i think I, it's three subs in 94 in extra times so. yeah so there, there may well be an extra extra yeah, substitution to be made. but yeah but i would that's that's definitely something that i would do I'm not, yeah, I'm not sure I'd have the balls. <laughs> it's too sensible, isn't it? But. Well, I don't. I actually don't think it takes balls. I think it's the opposite. I think that's like yeah. the eminently kind of intelligent thing to do in that situation is to go like, okay, when it comes to penalties, I've got a goalkeeper here who's actually really good at them. So if it goes to penalties, I've got to sub him on to 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 deal with them. But he's cold, isn't he? If you know what I mean, you know what? Willie, cold. Willie, that stri- Willie strikes me as a as a as an ice cold character. He strikes- I mean, I mean, he's cold as in not even that's what pitch. Yeah, yeah. No, but I accept that. What I'm saying is that, like, for me, he strikes me as somebody who, who probably isn't going to be that bothered by that. Uh, I think he's going to relish the. Come yeah. on, he he, he 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 did it in a penalty shootout last 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 season, so he's he he'll be ready and he'll relish it. So I don't think I'd have an issue with with throwing him in there. We're moving on to midfield then. Yeah, so my sorry, I was I was distracted for a second there. How would I apologize? <laughs> yeah, my my bizarre question. <laughs> yeah, no. Um so I think yeah. he did it, didn't he? Louis Van Aal did it. Was it was he, it for Port? No, no for, for Holland. Holland. He did it for Holland in the um in the Euros two years ago. The Euros or the World Cup. Yeah. I can't remember if it worked or not, but it did I work. They, I think they went through, but I don't think the keeper made four terrific saves or anything. No. I don't know. I think he did anyway. make some saves, though. Uh, okay, so the midfield. 
Moving forward into the midfield, um, I'd like you to pick me midfield now. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, right, I'll go. Oh, Jesus. I think it... Uh, I can't... <laughs> right, Sterling and Sane start on the right. Okay. Can I just name the attacker now, because we know. What, Aguero? I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah, fine. But, I mean... Yeah. Uh, it's the... Right, so I'm picking five in the midfield. Yeah, so you, Sterling, Sane. Uh, <laughs> Sterling and Sane. Uh, <laughs> Sterling, Sane. Yeah, yeah. And I think the boring silver start. Interesting. Okay. I so... think the big game, I think... Yeah. Now, he could go back to the... I think Yaya starts... I think big game... Uh, should be fresh. I think it's that three-man, you know, triumvirate thing again that that worked quite well for a while. Mm. But it's a hell of a guess because then Fernandinho or Delph could easily come in, see, and any other any of those could be left out. Yeah, I see, think that the wide two in the front one, and Silver starts. Silver, Sterling, Sane, Aguero starts. So yeah, I think you're looking at, and I think De Bruyne's, you know. He got two assists. I think he'll want him in there, to be honest. So I think I think we're looking at one position where it could be one of three. But I think Yaya's a big game player. He might he might go with him. Okay, I don't think he'll go with Torre because I don't think that he's shown any compunction to play Torre in the big games uh, in the last month, uh, which I think says says a lot. So I think it's definitely, or at least not Torre alone. So I think right. it's definitely Fernandinho. Um, yeah. Where I'm maybe not totally convinced is I'm not totally convinced that as much as I'd love Sterling, Sane, Silva and De Bruyne to all play, I'm not totally convinced that they all play. I feel as though... I'm not going to say that there is like an element of pragmatism creeping into what Guardiola's doing... But I think that we saw a team at Southampton that was strong enough to beat Southampton from an attacking sense, but was also stable enough defensively to not be as exposed as we have been earlier in the season. So, and I'm I'm not saying for certain, but I feel as though maybe there was an element of that being a bit of a, let's see how this does and if it does well, then we can use it in the semi-final as well. The question is just, do you then put De Bruyne on the right uh, and give up the pace, or do you play Sterling? So let me ask you that question first. If I say to you, you've got to play Fernandinho, Torre and Silva as the midfield three, so then pick me your front three. Well, if I have to do that, I'd put De Bruyne... God, that, that's a tough question. Uh, well, Aguero, Sane, I put De Bruyne. Just think, just in a big match. Oh, that's impossible question. That's not fair. Well, Guardiola's <laughs> got to make the decision. So I know. Uh, no, but he doesn't have to. He can play Sterling and De Bruyne, can't he? I mean, yeah, how you put it, if De Bruyne plays, he takes Sterling's place, doesn't he? It's, it's impossible to call. I'd, I'd probably start... You know what, I've changed my... I'd start with Sterling. I think the pace would be more important. Okay, interesting. But I've just... Yeah, I'm not convinced... I've not convinced myself whatsoever. Uh, what would you do? 
Yeah, it's 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 complicated. You know how much I love Sterling, don't you? So, yeah. Are we assuming Sane starts? I mean, yeah, he's been he's he's been he's been too good to not start. I I, I think I think that Sane has elevated himself to a point where unless there's a dip in his form, he's yeah. he's almost you know he's just too good. He's he he brings too much to the table for him to ever be left out. Um, look, my thing is that I think that Arsenal are weak defensively. Um, yeah. and, I'm not, and I'm not convinced by either of their fullbacks, neither by Bellerin or by Monreal in terms of their form this season. Um, so I'd be looking at Sterling and Sane rather than KDB because I just feel as though Monreal on their left, he lacks pace, um, but he's not a bad defender. So in that sense, he's probably going to be more comfortable with De Bruyne, who isn't going to run past him as often as Sterling will. Um, so yeah, so I, I'm kind of convincing myself there that I, I'd yeah. go with, I'd go with Sterling and, and Sane. But then, Christ, how do you leave Kevin De Bruyne out of a big game? Yeah. Which is why I think it's easier. Not that Pep don't go for easy decisions, but it's easier to leave Delph and Fernandinho out, isn't it? Yeah. Which doesn't mean he'll do that. Because I don't think he'll. I don't not think, a manager who looks for. Yeah. Easy I, don't, I, I, I don't think he leaves. Um, I don't think he leaves Fernandinho out. I think the only yeah, way Torre starts is if he starts with Fernandinho and Silva. This yeah. I think there's zero chance of it being Torre. KDB and Silver as that central three because I just think that Arsenal have a field day running off the back of Torre, yeah, uh, and it and it could potentially be a nightmare. Would you pick Fernandinho or Delph? At the moment, on form, I'd go for Delph. You don't think Fernandinho did enough against Southampton to? Oh, he did okay, yeah, but I think Delph's. But you can say the same and a bit more from Delph. Again, you, you really split. You know, there's no there's a couple of areas where there's no clear answers here. I mean, there's not even vague answers. You know, there's not there's not a lot to to choose between. You know, I, I wouldn't have strong feelings either way. But I mm. think Delph's earned Delph's earned his place. If you can say someone's earned the right to start, then I think Delph has more than Fernandinho. But Fernandinho was. I saw more of his old self last week, you know, compared to the performances before then. So, yeah, that's put doubt in the mind as well. So, I think also that until Delph's got a goal in him as well. Yeah, he has. He's definitely got a goal in him. My thing though is that also because I guess that Pep's not done his press conference, so we don't know if Delph is fit because he wasn't selected yeah, course, against yeah. Southampton because he wasn't fit. And the same applies to Stones for that matter. That yeah. that we put him in the defence, but we don't know if he's fit. Um, and it's automatic. Ottomendi company, I imagine, if Stones was not fit. Yeah, then. yeah, definitely. Uh, look, so the next thing that I want to ask you is, who needs this more? Who is this game more important for? Is it more important for Guardiola, or is it more important for Arsene Wenger? Uh, I'd say it's ugh, both. <laughs> Probably Pep. Hmm. Because with Wenger, nothing seems to change whatever happens. Uh, I mean, he's won FA Cups, but that's not enough. The, the fans want more. 
Uh, it could be going anyway, but if he's not, I don't think what happens in the FA Cup will change the way the fans view the situation one iota. I don't think an FA Cup is going to turn the fans around and say, yes, sign another two-year contract. It won't. They'll enjoy it, obviously, and appreciate winning the trophy, but it won't change their views of whether he should stay. Whereas for Pep, of course, it's the difference between chance of winning a trophy in your first season or not. And we know how it would be viewed if he didn't win a trophy in his first season. So probably a bit more important for Pep, in my view. Yeah. I would absolutely go along with that. I was sort of hoping you'd say Wenger so we could disagree about it. <laughs> but no, I, I, I completely echo that that sentiment. Um I, I think it's I think it's a huge game for 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 City and for Pep because I think that they need to get to the final. I think they need to beat Arsenal. I think they need to go into the summer with a little bit of momentum, both for the confidence of the players and also for the players who we're trying to sign and what what it is that we're that we're putting out there about how this this team is developing under Guardiola. I think for Wenger it's it's an irrelevance. I mean their supporters, even if they beat us and then beat Chelsea and win the FA Cup, that overwhelmingly vast majority of their supporters are still going to want Wenger out. The problems yeah. within that squad are still going to exist. Sanchez is still going to want to leave. It's you know, it's uh um, yeah, it changes nothing, does it? So. Yeah, it really. If, for me, it it really does does change change nothing for them. Um, do you think that? Are you worried about facing Sanchez, or do you think that this sort of everything that's going on around Arsenal at the moment, in particular with him, it's affecting his performances to to the extent where you almost go, we're on. You know, we're we're kind of this is perfect timing because of what's going on. I'm not worried about one player. I know he's top class, but really, because I, I, I went to semi-final. I mean, I expect that we're going to come up against very good players. You know, even Ozil has been a bang out form. He could destroy us if, on on the day. I'm not. I'm not particularly worried about him. I mean, if you're going to pick one player, he's obviously the one to focus on. But uh, I don't think he's. I mean, some Arsenal fans saying his performances have you know have really fallen away. But they look about the same to me. So, yeah, he's he's obviously the the main threat for them. But they're a team of very similar players. You know, on his day, Walcott can be brilliant, but can be also terrible. Oxley Chamberlain, same. You know, Ramsey and when Wilshire was there, they're all the same sort of players. And you never know who who the threat is because you never know who's turning up on that day. So, as he's a standout player, I don't. I wouldn't single him out as our solitary threat so I'm just more I'm concerned I'm, I'm, my only belief is that we defend well as a unit and against whoever's facing us so mm. I mean, why I, are you worried about him or? yeah I just I, I, I feel with Sanchez that I, I've, I I think he's obviously he's Arsenal's best player I agree with you most of those other players that you've named they're inconsistent you don't know which one's going to turn up okay on their day they 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 can have a great game, but Sanchez is is world class, and he can do what Aguero can do. He can kill you in a second. He can be nothing for for sixty five, seventy, eighty minutes, and then he can do two things, and he's won the game for them. Um, 
And I, I think my worry, weirdly enough, with Sanchez is because he's been linked to City, because he's coming up against Guardiola's side, because of the kind of the transfer question mark over him, because it's a big stage, because it's Wembley, I just think it's set up for him to go, I'm this good. Everybody have a look at how good I am. Um, so I'm, I'm very, very, very concerned about Sanchez because I think he could I think I think he I think he could single-handedly beat us I know that's a mad thing to say but I do think he could I want to tempt fate so I won't disagree with you so <laughs> yeah no I just I think we have to be very very careful of not just of what Arsenal turn up and and how they turn up but specifically in terms of Sanchez we have to be very careful because he has got it in him he's a bit like he is a little bit like Tevez and a little bit like Aguero. He, he, he's got that capacity. If he decides it's his game, yeah. then it's his game. And then it's going to be really, really hard for our defenders. And and it kind of makes me think, you know, going back to this, thinking about which back four, I really, really hope that companies fit. And I really, really hope that he starts. Because yeah. that's the one thing, whenever Vinny's played, I don't have that, it's not just about anxiety. It's about actually when you, what your eyes are telling you. Because for me, we just look more secure no matter who we're playing, no matter how good the opposition are, if Vinny's back there. Yeah, and there's a ripple effect just of him being on the pitch. So yeah. just involved the team, isn't it? So. Yeah, no, absolutely. Right, Howard, I want to wrap this up by you giving me a score prediction for the semi-final. Whoa. Mr. Optimistic, 3-1 to City. Nice, nice. I was going to go with 3-1, but since you've taken it off me... That includes a late third goal, by the way, for David Silva. Interesting. I've been very specific here. That's that's, that's very specific. Okay, you know what? I'm going to one-up you. I'm going to go (laughs) 4-1, because having said all of that about how dangerous Arsenal are... Yeah. I think that City are going to turn up and want to make their own points and Guardiola is going to want to make his own points and some of those players are going to want to make their own point and it's Wembley and we've yeah no I just I, I'm, our record's yeah about, our record's not bad though isn't it no it's just about so to say it's it. only Wigan is it so yeah um, and what it's one two three one two three what was it five out of six five out of six um, well, we, don't, we don't include Community Shields obviously because they're just friendlies, so no, very true. Um, so yeah, so that's my prediction for one. Um, Howard, listen, thank you very much for doing this preview with me. Absolutely, a pleasure as always. Thank you to everybody who listened. Uh, it was a short one, so you can all go off and do whatever it is that you've got to do next. But thanks for <laughs> listening. Uh, remember, go to iTunes, hit subscribe if you haven't already. Send us a tweet if you've got any questions. This was the ninety-three twenty preview of the FA Cup semi-final between Manchester City and Arsenal and we will be back very soon with another podcast thanks for listening